So we are in the middle of discussing the Rebbe Maharash with his brothers, especially in the beginning of the Nesias. Although the other brothers stayed in Lubavitch for the year of mourning, and some remained for a few years after as well, they each had their own shul and based Medrash in Lubavitch, where they davened and, and led their chassidim. Uh, so the Maril moved to Kapas a few months after the Tzemach Tzedek Sestalkos. Harav Yosef Yitzchak of Avruch, so he moved back to Avruch after the year of Avelis was over. And Reb Chaim Shneer Zalman and Reb Yisrael Noyach, they moved out to go to uh, Liadi and Yezhen uh, two or three years after. Some Hasidim were close to Rab Chaim Shneer Zalman and he was the one who would give shiurim in the yeshiva that the Tzemach Sadek established in Lubavitch, and they became his chassidim. Others followed Rabbi Yisrael Noyach, who was known as the Marin, who was known for uh, his expertise in halacha, and uh, Tzemach Sadek had given him the responsibility of answering um, very deep halacha shilas, especially in the, in the last few years of for for the Istalkus. Now, due to his great humility, even after becoming Rebbe, the Rebbe Maharash continued to refrain from showing uh, signs of greatness, and he didn't try to influence Hasidim to follow him. Nevertheless. Certain Hasidim went around encouraging other Hasidim to accept him as a Rebbe. So we already mentioned about Rabbi Shmuel Barasover and Rabbi Kassio Lepler. Now in addition to the question of who should succeed their father as Rebbe in Lubavitch, which by then had been resolved, there were other issues that needed to be settled. For example, how are they splitting up the belongings of their father? So in order to settle all the remaining questions uh, and to pask in how their father's belongings, right, to today's Sefer HaMitzvahs, right, Yerusha, um, without causing any friction. So the sons all agreed to call three Chashevei Chassidish Rabbanim to hear the different sides. And the three Rabbanim were Rabbi Yosef Tumarkin of Chernigov, Rabbi Peretz Chain of Neville, and Rabbi Shneir Zaman Fratkin of Polotsk. We spoke about all three of these Siddim a little bit earlier. Now, it's interesting to note that after hearing what each of the sons had to say, all three Rabbanim became Hasidim of the Rebbe Maharash. Um, evidently, at that time, the Rebbe Maharash revealed to them, possibly in front of his brothers, Secrets that the Tzemach Tzedek had given only to him. Hasidim relates that one of the things that Rebbe Maharash informed the Beisdin and his brothers was that their father would repeat to him the questions he was asked by Hasidim during Yechidus, as well as the answers he gave them. A Yechidus, by, by its very like essence, to like like. Yechidus is supposed to be extremely private. It's a private discussion between a chassid and a rebbe. It's not discussed with anybody else. 
So the fact that the Tzemach Sedek revealed this information to the Rabbi Maharash, clearly it was a simon that the Rabbi Maharash should be the true successor. So hearing this and other proofs, including we already mentioned the two letters that the Tzemach Sedek wrote to the Rebbe Maharash, the Beisden ruled that they clearly, these letters clearly demonstrated that he was the successor in all aspects. And so according to the Psak Din, the Tzemach Tzedek's sons divided all of his belonging except for the Ksavim. And although all of them truly desired at least some of the Ksavim, the Beisden Paskin that the rest of the brothers only had the right to receive copies of the Ksavim. The originals, however, should remain with the Rebbe Marash as the Ksavim were not personal property. Does this sound familiar? The whole Heiteve story? Right? Who, do the, who does the library belong to? It's, it's not a private thing. So it's not, it's not your father's to give to his sons, right? It goes to the next Rebbe in Lubavitch. Um, it's interesting also to note that in a letter written by the Maril to one of his Hasidim, where uh, he explained his position, why he felt he should receive some of them, he noted that he was afraid the Bayesian would see it differently and decide that the manuscripts should stay undivided. And, and he said, listen, like, he said like this, if the Kisavim are my father's personal property, they should be divided just like everything else. However, if the Rabbana believe they are the rechush, uh, they're the possession of Klau Yisrael, then I only have the right to receive transcripts of the Ksavim. But the original should stay here in Lubavitch and Taka, that's what the Beisdin ended up ruling. Um, this, this took a long time. To, to put it in perspective, the, the, this based in the, the final psak only came out six years after the Tzemach Sadek It wasn't like they, they right away got together a based in and in five seconds the whole thing was figured out. And we will stop over there for now.